welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Podbean, Double Twist, all those wonderful <laughs> apps you can get on your smart devices to listen to the show. Nice to have all the different uh, avenues. It just opens up the door and such. We're back here on Purple Mafia to discuss more about uh, Kevin O'Connell, the press conference and all uh, good feel we have about him going forward. And, of course, Kirk Cousins' new, well, the reports coming out about what he's going to demand from the Minnesota Vikings going forward because, of course, Kirk Cousins has a $45 million cap hit with the Minnesota Vikings heading forward going into the 2022 season and then becomes the unrestricted free agent at the current structure. And again, this is going into the, uh, the 2022 season. $45 million cap hit, of course. Uh, base salary of $35 million. Is that all? Oh, is that all? But let's talk about Kevin O'Connell first, then I can rant a bit about what's going on with that going forward. It's uh, going to be quite interesting. But uh, Kevin O'Connell does sound like a wonderful, wonderful addition. This was going to be main, the main feature of the show. It's still supposed to be. It's just this Kirk Cousins thing has just been coming up, of course conversations on the Mackey and Judge show and such that kind of popped up yesterday afternoon while I was working. Kevin O'Connell, speaking of Kirk, well, you know, they asked about Kirk Cousins, you know, the status of Kirk Cousins. Is he, is he going to be your quarterback going into next year and beyond? And then Kevin O'Connell said, Kirk is under contract and I'm excited to coach him. Translation, he's gone at the right price. <laughs> That's how I'm looking at it. Um, whenever somebody says he's under contract, it's just like Paul Fenton, former Minnesota Wild general manager, when, I mean, everybody knew that uh, Paul Fenton actually wanted to get rid of Bruce Boudreaux, who was the head coach at the time, and replace him with <clears throat> funny Dean Evison, who was, ended up being an incredibly successful coach, even though, uh, you know, Paul Fenton was fired and all that before Bruce Boudreaux was. And then <laughs> GM Bill Guerin ended up uh, firing Bruce Boudreaux for, uh, in favor of uh, Dean Evison, who was supposed to be just an interim, not the long-term solution, which is Paul, what Paul Fenton's thought was. And, and ended up, okay, but you get the idea. Um, what Paul Fenton was saying at the press conference, long story longer, was uh, Bruce is my coach, even though everybody knew Paul Fenton wanted Bruce gone, just Bruce is my coach. So it's, to me, it's like the same thing. Sorry for tying all that blah 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 together, all that gobbledygook, but I guess that's how I am. That's how I am. Uh, maybe when I have too much caffeine, I have too much to say. But there it is, Kevin O'Connell. So a lot of people have been coming in to be the uh, all the different contracts and such. No exciting names necessarily, and we do not have an offensive coordinator yet. Wes Phillips is definitely unofficial at the moment. He's the quarterback's coach and pass control, basically, coordinator going forward for the uh, Los Angeles Rams and all that. And Donatel for sure will be the defensive coordinator. Um, conversations from Kevin O'Connell said that Donatel coaches the right defense for him, a system that's quote-unquote hard to play against. So that's also something that I would see is uh, that's nice to know. If it's difficult for what Kevin O'Connell goes forward, I guess it's one of those kind of things. Whenever you're impressed with the way somebody runs a defense, I, I guess that's just a way to kind of move forward. Also, I don't see Donatel as any type of long-term solution at defensive coordinator at age 65. It could be kind of like giving other guys underneath a chance to kind of learn and grow down the stretch, and that's probably what's going on. I, I would not be surprised, and that conversation has been floated around various media outlets uh, throughout the, uh, you know, in the local media, different, pod, you know, other podcasts and shows and all that, the Paul Allen and Mackie and John and Purple Daily, all that good stuff. Um, 
this will uh, and also the conversation about the whole three four deal with the four linebackers and all that. Um, Kevin O'Connell talked about how they they will use a lot of nickel defense because it is a passing league. They're going to use a lot of nickel defense, which again means more cornerbacks. So in that case, the linebacker is removed. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a 3-4. Not necessarily. Yeah, you're not going to have like a ton of linebackers necessarily anyway. So it's going to be very interesting with how things are going forward. It might be you might end up seeing 3-3 three and three type of situation in that case. Which, again, adds to the interest, I guess, I suppose. You're going to have three cornerbacks and a nickel. And, of course, a dime. You have four cornerbacks. So then it would get even more interesting. It would be a 3-2 at that stage. At least, I believe. It would be really kind of interesting how that would get set up. But, of course, you're going to have a dime defense on occasion. Especially when it's when you're on defense, the other team is behind. And it's getting late in the game. That's, you know, you're, like you're ahead, basically. You're trying to not give up uh, big plays. Because they're going to be passing like crazy. They're not going to run as much. Uh, because maybe they're out of timeouts or all that, and the clock is against the uh, the other team. But who knows? Who knows how things go with that? A conversation about Harrison Smith. They say uh, he's the perfect player for the defense they want to play. Does it be Kevin O'Connell? Are they trying to raise his, uh, raise his trade value? Not sure. But uh, Kevin O'Connell did talk about multiple defensive players. This and that guys like uh, Eric Kendricks. And even Anthony Barr was mentioned, which kind of surprises me. Anthony Barr was even mentioned. He's going into unrestricted free agency. Looks like he would have a signing bonus. And there's also a dead cap hit on uh, Anthony Barr, which is unfortunate, almost $10 million. Oof. That kind of stinks. So that's interesting to think about. Um, I guess, no, I guess it's voided. So never mind. It's, it's not a big problem. It would have been a dead cap hit at the end of the day. So I'm looking at this incorrectly. Um... But yes, Eric Kendricks, he's making what? His cap hit is 9.1 mil, basically, you know, 150 after the 9. Uh, no, that's not his cap hit. That's his base salary. Cap hit is 13.5, so very high there. But his name once mentioned in a positive light during the press conference, Anthony, uh, excuse me, Daniil Hunter's was not mentioned. Daniil Hunter's name was not mentioned, interestingly. Um, which, again, he's, one of the, he's a franchise defensive end. His cap hit, though, is number two on the team at $26 million. So that's another thing to... to think about is that both Eric Hendrickson and Anthony Barr were mentioned in the press conference. Anthony Barr is an unrestricted free agent, so why are they talking about him? Is it some kind of smoke screen or what? But, um, I don't know. Obviously, you didn't hear about Tomlinson or Pierce. Wouldn't be surprised if both of them are gone, but one of them probably, and probably Pierce, I gotta say, because he's nothing but injured. I got tired of him, honestly. When, when he's there, he's good, but it's just, he's, he's, he's always out, and I got sick of it. Uh, Delvin Cook, his cap hit isn't that bad. It's like it's a big contract, but it's not that bad. 11.8 at the moment. How will things go going forward with that? I'm not sure. Obviously, man, I'm feeling 16.8 cap hit. Third on the team at 8%. And Kirk Cousins, 21.43 going forward into next season. Again, I'm kind of jumping ahead. But it all kind of merges together. It's Minnesota Vikings conversation, and Kevin O'Connell is the head coach. Let's continue with other things. It, there was a definite, definite, ongoing anti-Zimmer vibe throughout the entire press conference, particularly from Kevin O'Connell, because, well, we're sending a different message here. Uh, collaboration is required. Without it, you'll you'll lose your job in this league. <clears throat> Gee, was that was that kind of a side swipe? No. Was, was that a subtle shot at how things were ran earlier? No. <laughs> but, you know, and just kind of a subtle shot probably from other members in the franchise. 
and Kevin O'Connell kind of forwarded that in his press conference. O'Connell again said, uh, well, a lot of people would say he easily won the, pre uh, the press or the press conference with his personality, his presence, and but there's also a no BS approach. He's not like P.J. Fleck or, of course, even worse, uh, <laughs> Basement Brew, old uh, uh, Tim Brewster. Um, he was the ultimate BS artist, Tim Brewster. He was basically a car salesman as a head coach, uh, as a college football coach. He was a car salesman. He's a position coach at best. That's all he really ever was. He was never even a coordinator. He was a position coach for the uh, Denver Broncos. What was he, tight ends coach or something? And next thing you know, he's a college head coach for what we sometimes assume is a uh, big program, like a, like, a, like, a, like a major program in college football. I question that at times because, I I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's sometimes they're good, I guess, <laughs> the Covers. <laughs> sometimes you can take them seriously. I don't know. Um, see, O'Connell doesn't come off, bottom line, as another one of these rah-rah type of guys necessarily. He has more of a no-BS approach, even though some of the BS could be this collaboration, 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 collaboration. It seems like it's the only word people say nowadays, and heck, I'm guilty of saying it at work. But, um, and oftentimes it's a load of BS. Is, is there collaboration? Yes. At, in my workplace, yes. Does it happen all the time? Of course not. Of course not. Uh, with the Timberwolves, that's all they talked about when they hired Gerson Rosas. Two years later, they're saying he was the most selfish, uh, selfish, you know, it's all about me, jackass in the history of mankind. Uh, him being Gerson Rosas, former former president of basketball operations with the Timberwolves, despite making some pretty good moves. But, uh, of course, his first draft was botched beyond human recognition. <laughs> you trade up in the draft for a guy that two years later, you're literally just like trading away for, you know, you're just throwing him in a trade for a 33-year-old who's a good player, but, you know, he wasn't viewed as that at the time. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't realize how valuable he was going to be. But, again, Jared Culver was just a throw-in. Now I'm talking about the Timberwolves. So what's going on here? I'm like talking everything but Vikings here. You know, the weather outside and, and, you know, and cats in Cambodia and, you know, Horizon Red IPA from Summit. Okay, I'm just kidding. Yeah, they need to bring that back, actually. I, come on, just bring it back. What's what's all this uh, hatred towards Red IPAs? What's, what's wrong with you people out there? Jeez, come on. You want everything to be either hams or, like, freaking furious, which is good, but all hops. Okay, I'm losing my mind. Furious is good, by the way. <sighs> what am I talking about? Somebody help me. Please, Lord, get me back where I need to be. <laughs> O'Connell, yep, generally his personality, no BS approach. Uh, the cool part is you know what he's talking about. That's what's cool is that he he's the kind of person you can understand. Like when he's talking to you, you can understand what he's saying. That's, that's the good part. That's kind of how I see Chris Finch with the Timberwolves. There I go again. But that is how I see Chris Finch. Um, and I appreciate what Finch brings. That's cool. Um, O'Connell said about the offense, we're going to be aggressive with how we attack an opponent rather than we're going to, oh, well, we screwed up that one. Well, we screwed up last week when we were, when we tried to do this. You screwed up trying to run. You screwed up trying to throw. You screwed up trying to kick. You screwed up trying to punt. You screwed up trying to... You, you, why don't you just forfeit the game, Mike, Ty, uh, Mike Zimmer? Just forfeit. That That's all you had to do. Just forfeit the game then. Because you're, you're afraid to do anything. You don't want to kick. You don't want to go for two. You don't want to pass. You don't want to throw. There's nothing left to do. And that's what I hated about Zimmer during the course of last season. There was literally nothing left but forfeiting games. That's all that was left. And, it, it you know, in anybody defending Zimmer and saying, ah, oh, you know, what's your problem and blah, blah, blah. He's the third winningest coach in Vikings history. Okay. And? 
<laughs> you saw the game. You know, what did Mike Zimmer say about uh, a certain kicker who was the best kicker in the league? You saw the game. Yeah, I could say that right back at Mike Zimmer. You saw the game. <laughs> you saw the games the last two years. So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I appreciate what Kevin O'Connell brings. I'm very, very optimistic going forward for the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, I can only ramble so much about that. Of course, that's all I'm doing is rambling anyway, right? So, some of you hopefully appreciate what I bring sometimes. Uh, now I'm kind of jumping into the contracts. Thank you, SportTrack.com. This always helps with the official contracts. Yeah, Brian O'Neill, five years. Daniel Hunter, five years, 72. Expires in 2024. It doesn't show it the way I like necessarily. Doggone it. Um, okay, I, I like the multi-year summary, if I'm getting that right. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Then you can actually have a chart of how things are going. What is this? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Base salaries, cash earnings, da-da-da. Uh, this is irritating me, actually. Positional grouping? What are you talking about? That's not what I need. Okay, this is better. Now you can see the UFA, like Kirk Cousins. He is a unrestricted free agent going into 2023. And the conversation, now that we can go back into Kirk Cousins here, is that Kirk Cousins, oh, sure, he's willing to do a, uh, oh, sure, he's willing to do a uh, cap, cap restructure or a cap structure again to get that $45 million down so he might be able to sign a free agent or two that's worth more than, you know, a million dollars a year. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe. That would be nice if that's possible. Um, but what, but, but what, what cost is it going to be? He's going to want $40 million a year uh, every year afterward. Just drop dead, shut up, and get out of my face. Shut up! $40 million a year afterward. I'm just, you know... Can we just can we just move on here? Uh, it, as Phil Mackey was saying on the show, and I hate to just take lines from other people, <clears throat> but it's like it's exactly how I feel. It's over. Goodbye. It's over. This is done. Stop with the negotiations with Kirk Cousins. It's time to move on. Do you really want to have Kirk Cousins sign for like $45 million again? Do you really want to come back in the same thing again? Just kick the can down the road, as that term's been used a million times. Uh, yeah, but just keep kicking the can down down the road for a guy who wants top three quarterback money for a guy who's maybe the 11th best quarterback in the NFL. Oh, let's, let's, let's look at his stats. Let's look at his stats, though. See, it's all about the stats, see? You know, you're, you're an idiot, Joey. 4,221 yards? Well, okay, even that doesn't stand out that great to me. But 33 touchdowns, Joey. But 33 touchdowns, though, if you want to come in with a millennial voice or Gen Z voice. But 33 touchdowns, though. But seven, but only seven interceptions, though. Though, 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 though. Quarterback rating, 103. You know, his quarterback rating with the Vikings is well over 100 since he got here. Just chest check it out. Look at his first year, 99.7, 107.4 in 2019. And we won a whole playoff game that year. We won an entire playoff game that year. By the grace of God, by the way, that we did. But we did. We won a playoff game. And yes, good defensive coaching by Zimmer having the two more talented defensive ends take over the tackle positions, kind of doing the little flip-flop and attacking uh, Drew Brees from the inside, which was nice. Nothing to do with Kirk Cousins or anything, but okay, great throw late in the game, Kirk. Thank you very much for that. Greatly appreciated. Why am I blanking about him? Oh, yeah, he missed the game because it was the final game of the season where the Vikings would have finished. If they finished 12-4 and four or 10-6, and six, we still would have been stuck at the fourth seed and uh, having to go to Nolens 
at the end of the day, um, or was it the fifth? I, whatever. We went to New Orleans and actually won, and then got our asses handed to us by San Francisco and, and an inferior quarterback who went on to lose the Super Bowl because he sucks. Uh, they would have won if he was a decent quarterback, him being Jimmy G. They would have won. Um, I'm not bitter about it either because I just love the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I just love that team so much. 2020, utter disaster. Even though the numbers were great, though. 35 touchdowns, though. 105 quarterback rating, though. 4,265 yards. The, uh, I won't say it again. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, 13 interceptions, though, back at you. <laughs> it's not a bad stat, but take a look at those 13 interceptions. Just just watch some of those interceptions again and, t- and get back to me on that one. They weren't just like, oh, like they weren't just like the wide receiver, like Cadre Ismail's clumsy ass, tipping the ball up in the air and costing Warren Moon interceptions. Not that Moon was clutch either, by the way. He hadn't won a playoff game in his whole life. In 20 bleeping years, he didn't win a playoff game. That's freaking horrible. Sorry, Warren, but that sucks. Um, some of those interceptions. All right, let's start out the half. You know, we're behind. We need to get going here. This Atlanta team sucks. They're terrible. Intercepted. Touchdown. Pick six. Stuff like that. And it was the kind of interception that made you just, like, gag. You know, like whatever you ate for lunch. It's, yeah, nasty. Just nasty thoughts there. Um, And, of course, we led the NFL last season, despite the defense sucking something. It was 27th in the league last year overall, which will get a coach fired, especially when defense is his forte by a million thousand percent. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's common sense. How do you not fire the coach after that? But also the fact that... This great offense, or this phenomenal quarterback, who's got the best numbers ever, led the NFL in three and outs. This game is fucking horrible! And of course I had to stammer as I was saying three and outs. That's great. Good job, Joe. Um, yeah, I, I, I did a Kirk Cousins there. I'm going to grit my teeth, you know, and do the, that look he does. Ugh, you know, that kind of look. A lot of good it does us. And... I don't know. It is all you care about is money, Kirk? Is it all you care about? Because obviously it doesn't look like you care about anything else. 20% of the cap going to you. 20%. That is one-fifth. Common sense. One-fifth of the salary gap going to you. It's a little on the selfish side, I'd have to say. And this is a guy who is the son of a pastor, a very good pastor. As far as I'm concerned, he sounded really good. Don Cousins. What kind of Christian are you, man? I mean, how greedy can you be? <laughs> I mean... How greedy can you be? And where is this money going? Don't you drive like an old van or something like that? Or like a mediocre van? Whatever the heck. Where is the money going? I mean, I, I don't know. Does your dad have like the most luxurious church in the history of the world? And I don't know. Does it have to be the most luxurious church? Or is the message the most important part in the church? <laughs> is it the fact you have a most beautiful chandelier in the history of the world? Which is basically like a pagan idol as far as I'm concerned. If you're that worried about that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or is it about, yeah, the message? The message. The message is number one first when it comes to that. Not about the fanciest uh, chandelier or whatever the heck you might have. Um, I mean, Kirk Cousins, with this kind of money going up, he could own a freaking car dealership. I mean, what's the deal? What? Where is this money going? Where is this money going, Mr. Frugal? I mean, are you? I don't understand. Did He, he, he didn't grow up in the 30s or something, you know? <laughs> in the 1930s during the Depression. So I'm not understanding what's going on with all this. I I, I do not understand the ultra-greed here. I, I don't understand it. It would be $40 million plus per moving forward. Yep, and that is base salary, folks. Base salary. 
what's what's wrong with 30 i mean like even 30 million is insane and that's you know 10 million dollars less than what he's demanding 10 million dollars a year not over the course of a contract there was a time where a 10 million dollar a 10 million dollar contract was considered crazy like kirby puckett signed with the twins years ago what was it like a five-year 30 million dollar deal and some people were like oh my god what a greedy slb blah 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 and, and now he's just playing right field and you were paying him that much over five or was it now it wasn't five it was like seven years there's a long time you know because this is the early 90s but i mean <laughs> 40 million a year plus 45 million a year because it's not going to be just 40 it's over 40 we all know that and then the kick it kick the cap down the road and the cap hit because we keep kicking the can down the road it'll be 50 million and then who do you sign who who do you sign then just uh you just have college free agents basically for the rest of the team and then we go like three and third to three and 14 sorry yeah now it's 17 games it sounds really dumb just why didn't they keep it at 16 by the way three and 14 get out of town three and 14 but he'll get his four thousand yards but and he'll get complained like why well, why do my receivers suck so bad this is bullcrap you know, it's not my fault. It's not my fault you can't afford a good receiver. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> At the end of the day. So, I mean, uh, can we just walk away from the table and move on? Even if you have to take a $45 million cap hit this season, if you're unable to trade him, the hell with it. I think it's time to move on. Uh, and if you can trade him, thank you, Lord. By the grace of God, we can trade him to wherever. Probably not back to Washington. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe San Francisco, if they believe he can go there. Unless Tom Brady's going to suit up for the 49ers in a final season and get win his eighth championship and uh, do it in his, his favorite team growing up, just like his, his hero, Joe Montana. That would be kind of cool. I will admit that, as long as it's not at our expense. I don't think we're winning the Super Bowl next year. I don't think so. Uh, unless we pull off some kind of miracle behind miracles. I'm praying. I'm praying. <laughs> I'm praying that... Uh, Sorry, Don Cousins, that your son is not on this roster next year. And we're looking at a Teddy Bridgewater, a Gardner Minshew, somebody like that, to quarterback this team, to be a bridge to the greatest quarterback ever, Kellen Mond. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Or a quarterback is your whoever it is, if it's Willis or whoever, going forward, that the Vikings can get the job done. Even if you have to wait an extra year, uh, going into next year's draft, you know, the 2023 draft, the year after this 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 spring here coming up, this year, I guess it is now, um, going forward. But, I mean, th there's a reason Sean Mannion was your bleeping backup. Sean Mannion is a third-string quarterback in the NFL. Sean Mannion shouldn't suit up for an NFL team unless it's like a disaster, like your backup gets injured in a game. Like he's backing up the other guy, maybe the other guy's out for the year or something. And Sean, you know, and then quarterback number two, you know, sprains his ankle real bad or whatever. Has a, you know, something. Something goes on. You know, he breaks some ribs or whatever. Maybe he'll be back next week. But then, okay, Sean Mannion, finish this thing off. Whatever the heck. Um, whatever the bleep, I don't give a blank. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. That kind of thing. Now that I'm dragging this out longer than I need to. There's a reason why you have a third-string quarterback as your backup. And then a, uh, a third-stringer that Mike Zimmer treated like he doesn't deserve to be on the Gophers. Doesn't deserve to be the Gophers' third-stringer. Kill in mind. Oh, I see him every day. Like, he sucks. Why would I Why would I even consider even letting him play in a game? <laughs> I mean, yes, I understand the frustration because you already know what's going to happen. You, you, knew, you knew probably a month ago 
but at the same time, I mean, I don't know. That was a little bit harsh, I would have to say. For me, I'd kind of want to end on a positive note, like, okay, it's been good. Best of luck with Kellen Mond. God bless you guys. And screw you, I'll kick your ass later when I'm uh, on the other sideline, you know, like defensively, like Leslie Frazier did with the uh, Buffalo Bills when they shocked us to start off uh, Kirk Cousins' uh, U.S. Bank career. <laughs> that was quite embarrassing. That was really bad. Um, with all of that said, though, I mean, I'm sorry, Kirk. God, God bless you going forward, but it's time to go. It's time to go or just play out the final season with a $45 million cap hit and adios amigo. It is what it is. You know, it is what it is. If you have to just play it out, the $45 million, and then come back with a much smaller uh, cap uh, situation going into 2023, so be it. But that, that's where I head with uh, Kirky McClutchiton, which, yeah, that's not a, he's not clutch. He can be clutch. He can be clutch on the right day when he's feeling the, the right fives, whatever the heck it is, at the end of the day. Um, but, I mean, I can't imagine this franchise is going to get married to Kirk Cousins going forward. I don't see Quasi. Uh, I remember two episodes ago, I didn't even talk, I didn't even mention his name, I don't think, on the last show, or maybe I did. I kept calling him Quesi, and Quesi and Quesi. I kept saying it, and I feel so stupid. Quasi Andolfo Mensa. And a lot of times we're just probably going with Quasi, because, I don't know, it's a, it's a unique first name, and Mensa is kind of boring. So Quasi's a little better, I guess. And then Kevin O'Connell, I'm never going to call him the, the initials because it sounds just like a certain politician that I do not like at all. A big mouth politician. Um, no fan at all of that one. Uh, so we'll stay with uh, Kevin O'Connell. I like the thought that we're going to be more aggressive. Maybe we'll have a lot less uh, three and outs. And I'm kind of hoping that Vikings quarterback will be wearing number five next year. He'll be at number five. I, I, before it was the bridge to Bridgewater. And then maybe Bridgewater is the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> to the next quarterback. Remember Matt Castle, the bridge to Bridgewater? Remember I used to talk about that? And now Bridgewater is the bridge to <laughs> to whoever it is. I think that'd be fun. You know, like two, three years of Teddy Bridgewater again as a starter. Maybe he could just stay the rest of his career as like a good, solid backup, or maybe he ends up being better than we thought again. I, I, I don't know. I want Teddy Bridgewater back here. That might sound silly, might sound stupid, but why the hell not? Why the hell not? I'd, I'd rather have Bridgewater at like 13, 15 million, whatever, versus Kirk McClutchiton at 45 plus. I mean, seriously, $45 million. $45 million. You saw the game. Stats are nice, but you saw the game. you got to actually watch the game. You don't just read off stats <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, that would be like if I was like the dumbest, stupidest podcaster in the history of the world. At the end of the day, well, look at his numbers. Absolutely great. Yeah, the numbers are good, but you saw the game, right? You, you saw it. <laughs> you saw it. I mean, and sometimes it's not his fault. Sometimes the defense sucks. But also sometimes three and outs make the defense suck worse. Sometimes three and outs kill a defense. Sometimes it gives them no energy. It doesn't even let them breathe. Like, sometimes they need to get some oxygen in their system first before they got to march right back out on the field because you just threw a... You just threw an interception, or you fumbled, or you had the three and outs because because you, you you know, imploded in on yourself for whatever reason. It's a combination of many things, but I think Kirk Cousins is not the guy for the Minnesota Vikings now, 
at all. I, I think the ship has sailed. Toot toot, adios, bye bye. With that, we'll take a quick break and we'll get to fan interaction right after this. We are back here on Purple Mafia. Just two segments, which is nice sometimes. That's what I like about off-season shows. A little more simple to the point, but and also kind of fun information to talk about. Twitter account, at Purple Mafia Show, at Purple Mafia Show. There was conversation about Deshaun Watson eyeing the Buccaneers and the Vikings. Uh, Buccaneers or Vikings as potential destinations. I didn't talk too much about it because I just don't see it happening. Um, I, th- I think we're going to aim a little bit, uh, you, you know, either just letting Cousins play it out or signing a Teddy Bridgewater moving forward. And I hope the Vikings do sign Teddy Bridgewater. I'm seeing the name Teddy Bridgewater floating around with the Vikings here, so that's interesting. I don't know if it's anything super, uh, super certain or anything. Really want to appreciate uh, Tanae Brown, I believe it was, for retweeting the uh, episode. Yeah, he was the only one to retweet it, but yeah, thank you, Tanae, very much. Um, out of New Zealand, really appreciate you, Tanae. Deshaun Watson, let's get right need to be here. There's not too much going on. Yep, it was Tanae out of New Zealand. Um, what the heck? I thought there was a response. Huh. Okay, yep, it was Dave Hickey out of Iowa. He says, I love the thought, but I don't think it will happen. The Wolves have talked about high-character people is who they want, and he is definitely not. Yeah, because too many cases, up to 22 civil lawsuits and a criminal investigation for former uh, Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. Hell of a player, but I don't know, that sucks. And he's injury prone too. (laughs) Uh, Then I put out a poll and pictures and all that to see what people would say about the new Minnesota Vikings logo possibility. Uh, Sebastian Barton got together with uh, it's like the pigskin texture of of a football shaped like the state of Minnesota with a microphone um, well with a like a kind of like a mafia overcoat with the, the fedora with the microphone sticking out kind of like that um, look so we'll get to that a lot of you probably saw it on Twitter and Facebook already and then now I'm down to what color background do people like so I, I put a poll on Twitter do check that out uh, at the end of the day we'll, we'll see how things go we might add another detail or two to the picture maybe see what uh, Sebastian thinks this and that and others out there uh, let's get to where I need to be here so I posted out some, at first, before I put the poll, which was probably a better idea than just saying, what color do you guys want? Uh, Sebastian apparently likes the white one. It started off with black, which is kind of the initial uh, look, and I thought maybe what about other colors? Like purple, like yellow, like gold, basically, and white. Uh, Sebastian wound up picking white. Sam Gupta out of California says, tough choice. The white or the purple do it for me. All right. Oh, uh-oh, sorry. Uh, Mad Martin says purple. Dave Hickey was saying, not sure about the microphone as your head. In my opinion, maybe yourself or a cartoon character of yourself. Huh. Yep, and that's interesting. I'm not big on the Avatar thing. I'm, I'm not big on all that. Some people love that, and I know it's out there. It's been out there like for it's a big thing in the podcasting uh, logo world and other things like that, even on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. I'm not a big fan of that for some reason. I don't know why. I'm just kind of 
old school, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I kind of like the microphone idea, but we'll see maybe what Sebastian thinks. But uh, we're heading in that direction. And Sebastian, God, Sex, and Sin podcast, an unbelievable show uh, to talk about, you know, a lot of things going on in life and all that. Uh, great advice for someone uh, from somebody uh, in his mid-20s. He is, he is a very, very wise young man, no doubt about that. Romancato, Minnesota. Um... I believe that's it on the on the Twitter account. I was going to look at the actual poll numbers here. I believe it's tied with a couple here. Thankfully, there's been a response, and I want to see more and more from all of you, if you can. Where's the poll? What just happened? Blimey. Okay, here it is. All right, here's a poll. Which background color do you... Uh, yeah, what color background would you like? White and purple are leading the way right now with 37.5 each. Yellow with white, and so far black is zero, but that's not true. Um, we could technically count two votes for black if we wanted to. That would bring the percentage up a bit, no doubt, because there haven't been that many votes, unfortunately, so hopefully more people can vote. I said it where it would last at least a week here, so more and more people can kind of bleed in, more and more ideas and all that, because I'd like to see uh, get people's opinions on this. The purple one's good, but for some reason it changes kind of like the whole image. So, I like the purple one probably the most Obviously, I really like the yellow one as well. We may end up settling on the black, but I don't know. It looks like that one's not winning lately, except on Facebook. Um, for some reason, I don't know why it changes the shade of my name and of kind of everything in that one. I wonder why purple does that, but the others don't. Like, black doesn't, white doesn't, and gold doesn't. But for some reason, the purple does. So maybe that's a, a thought right there. Because maybe the purple one would look significantly better if... It didn't do that. Like, I was able to kind of keep the other shades normal. I think purple is probably the best choice. I mean, it is purple mafia. It's the Vikings and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, that's where I'm leaning purple. I actually haven't even voted, which, you know, I probably can't, even though I have the final say at the end of the day. So if it's purple versus white, I'm going with purple. Uh, but uh, let's see, uh, just in case uh, Sebastian's listening, though, is there any way to make it not make the whole image like a shade of purple because it kind of, it changes the complex complexity, if that's the right word. It changes the brightness of the fonts for whatever it says, Purple Mafia Show and Joey Awajan. And yep, I'm glad he spelled everything, like my name right and everything because I'm the Brave the Wild. <laughs> uh, uh, the young man, uh, Pavel Bennett from uh, Chechia, he misspelled my name the first time around, but it's okay. It was just like, uh-oh, I, I didn't catch it right away. My friend Paul did. And I was like, oh, crap, because I had everything all sized up and ready to go on, you know, HipCast, which would then go on to all the podcasting apps. So it's just kind of funny how that turned out. Let's get to Facebook and move forward here. If humanly possible, nothing on the last uh, episode on Facebook, just uh, likes, which thank you. Thank you for those. Uh, conversations was Vikings are planning to introduce, uh, this is from Adam Scheffler, Schefter, uh, introduce Kevin O'Connell. So it was like, we can all stop worrying now. Mostly up all likes there. No uh, comments. This one was, again, the Deshaun Watson conversation. Gerald String on in Nebraska says overpriced, complete with unresolved personal issues. Go draft a quarterback. The win-now approach hasn't worked since Herschel Walker. Yep, I, I agree. I agree. I'm sick of win-now crap. It doesn't work, except for with the Rams, I guess. But that's Los Angeles and Tampa. You know, Florida and California, they get away with that crap. We just don't seem to be able to do that. Like, obviously, the Lakers were terrible uh, at the end of Kobe's career. 
And then next thing you know, LeBron James and, and Antonio Davis the next year, Anthony Davis, pardon me, and all these other helper pieces, this and that. And they, they got a championship out of 2020. Probably the only title they're going to get with the LeBron era in Los Angeles. Kevin O'Connell, I posted his uh, comment here where he said, I greatly appreciate the Will family, Quasi, Quasi, stop it, Quasi, and the entire Minnesota Vikings organization for providing the opportunity to be their next head coach. This is a franchise with a deep history and a tremendous fan base. Having been on the visitor's side in a U.S. Bank Stadium and experience in the environment as an, as an opposing coach, I'm excited to now have the support of these passionate Viking fans. I'm committed to working tirelessly to bring them a Super Bowl championship. Other than the last part, it's just the same old meh. You know, I, I don't, yeah. I'm glad the press conference was, was different than that. It's like, it's a cute little introduction. Lottie freaking da. Yay, the deep history. Yeah, like no Super Bowl appearances since 76. The only other team that's been that inept about getting to the Super Bowl is the Detroit Lions. Everybody else has made it. Cincinnati's been there three times. Cincinnati has been there three times. Teams that existed in uh, 17, uh, 1977, whatever, have not. And even Carolina and Jacksonville, which came in, in the mid-90s, have been to the Super Bowl. Yeah, just uh, just Houston and then this new Cleveland team, which is a joke. Uh, they've been not even close either, which whatever. Um, oh God, just drives me nuts. Um, logo, the black one, just likes... I posted the purple one to see what people would say. And I lost it now. That's just great. Thank you, Joey. So, Roger in Bowdoin said the black background is best. Okay, and that's cool. Mark says, I agree. Brett McCarthy with a thumbs up. South Dakota. So, that's interesting there. And I posted the gold and the white. Anybody else? And no comment there. And that's it. So, that's the end of that. Gold star for this episode. It might as well just be... <laughs> well, for one, it's got to be... Sebastian Barton for uh, helping create this logo and get some ideas out there. Thank you, Sebastian, very much so. He deserves the gold star just by default for that in, in general. I mean, thank you so much. And again, do check out the God, Sex, and Sin uh, podcast as well to talk about everything with life out there and to kind of uh, open a vein and, and drop all the, all the you know, shyness and nervous uh, nervous. <laughs> privacy deal that people have. It's kind of like, you know, not being overly close to the vest. Check out the Vigit application, V-I-G-I-T, V-I-G-I-T. It is not real money wagering. It's social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Vigit betting leads a month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free-to-play sportsbook, bet-free coins, win real prizes, betting stats. There's great information available on a Vigit like-line movement where the public is betting. All right, so crypto, also crypto.com, it is an app as well for Apple and Google devices. Just uh, basically click on the link in the show description. It'll show that Purple Mafia referred you, or Joey Awajan, or whatever. <laughs> Brave the Wild Timberwolves Explosion referred you. Freedom of Thought also referred you. <laughs> and that, uh, yep, you'll get $25 put in your account. So very, very cool there. Uh, you might be hearing Sebastian doing ads at some point. He's actually offered that as well. Really, I appreciate that. He is awesome. Uh, yeah, thank you again, Sebastian. Again, God, Sex, and Sin podcast. Or it's just God, Sex, Sin. You don't, have, you don't say and. You just put in those three words, and you should find it on several applications or apps or whatever we call those. Uh, Silver Star is kind of like all of you. Silver Star is going to go to all of you for this one. Yeah, just thank you, all of you that commented and retweeted and all that. Thank you guys so much. And I'm not trying to generalize. There wasn't a whole lot of interaction, but I appreciate everyone here that did. Uh, Gold-plated Silver Star for you guys. With that said, 
again, please write a positive rating for the show on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, you can do it, Audible, you can do it, and then Spotify, you could put a star rating at the very least. I don't think there's a written review deal, but maybe there is. I don't know. But for those of you that have in the past for Apple and Stitcher and such, uh, such thank you so much. Uh, anybody that could in the future, please do. I greatly appreciate you in so many ways. Um, and yes, uh, keep voting on the uh, color if you haven't yet, the color background, and maybe we'll add another detail or two to the picture. We'll see. We'll see what fits this and that. I'm not trying to put any pressure on anybody, obviously. That's, you know, like, uh, I don't want to drive Sebastian crazy, but I, I know he enjoys doing that kind of thing, and he created a pretty cool logo for God, Sex, and Saint podcast. Definitely put some good work into that. And he knows what he's doing. You know, me, I'm not a graphic design kind of guy. I'm not really that kind of guy. I can kind of choose a background, this and that. I have a creative mind, but I'm not really into the saw, the, the uh, uh, graphic design type of conversation. I'd like to be, but I'm just not there. Maybe someday I'll finally, you know, get my butt going with that. Because uh, I do have a creative mind for things. I, I hope people could notice that at times. Um, final thing. I guess I already said about rating the show. Well, please call into the show if you could. It'd be greatly appreciated. That's what I was talking about. Uh, thinking about in my head here. Yeah, you could lead off fan interaction. Open any free voice recording. Uh, you know, any free voice recording application or app on any smart device on the planet. Just open it. Press record. Talk. Treat it like a phone call. Hit stop. Share it. Slash email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an MP3 file thanks to Zumzar with a Z dot com. And there you go. You'll be back on board. You'll be on board with this show and your voice will be with mine. And I can't wait to hear from you. With that said, God bless everybody. And we'll see what happens in the next couple weeks here with decisions that are going to be made and interesting choices and such. We'll see what happens. Obviously, you got State of the Vikings coming up. That might be the next show. And I'll try to post out, uh, maybe I'll create a vote. Nah, I'm not going to put a vote for MVP, no. I'm going to let you guys uh, just kind of comment. I'm going to keep it the way I've done it in the past, but hopefully I get a good amount of responses. Because, uh, no, I mean, i got to make my own decision about who's going to be MVP, and then you guys, um, you know, I could create one just for the fun of it, and then I'll say this is what you guys said, and then I'll have mine. Maybe we will agree 100% MVP. Biggest disappointment, biggest surprise of the season. Yeah, I'm going to still do that, I'm, if I can remember. I'll still do that if I don't get dumb and forget. Um, but State of the Vikings 2022, that's probably going to be the next episode. I don't anticipate any crazy news happening in between now and then, but we'll see. Maybe it'll happen. With that said, we'll take a, <laughs> we'll, we'll take a quick hiatus here for a week or two and get back on the air for a big boy. <laughs>